He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Oh, he's Yes, welcome to Footy Talk, Gibberers edition. It's the clickbait edition, Danny. What do you got for us? <laughs> Speaking of clickbait, we'll talk about where the Blues should go for their next coach. That's not clickbait. I've got Latrell Mitchell for you. Oh. That's the ultimate. Oh. Hello and welcome to Footy Talk, Journos edition. Michael Chavis here with Danny Widler. We're down to two days a week, Danny. We'll be doing this every Monday from next week. And the big man, Aaron Woods, He's chatting to a lot of players over the course of the summer, so you'll hear from him. But let's get to us today because we've got a lot to talk about. You say it's all about us. Well, it is all about us. That's what that's what people think that journos think. So. I haven't seen you since, since the grand been... final. I've had a nice break from you. Is it? I saw you at the grand final, and I was very surprised. <laughs> oh, actually, I wasn't surprised because, what? well, because we're all sitting there, we get fed, we have a nice meal, and you're sitting in the corner. You're sitting in the corner with your homemade Vegemite and cheese sandwich. There was lasagna, buttered chicken. We had food given to us all day. And you, like the kid at recess, pull out your lunchbox and you start eating his well, Vegemite and Where, where was it actually stored? Because you had to go to me about that first of all, that I had a brown paper bag. You did have a brown paper bag. And you yeah. thought there was cash involved because <laughs> yes. you've got a sinister mind. So I, so I can't eat a Vegemite and cheese sandwich. Well, I just don't think it's a – I just don't think that's befitting your profile in the game to bring a Vegemite course, and cheese I think it's, I think it's very befitting. Final. Man of the people, Jamie. Yeah, I don't have to. I don't well, have what's to. What's the I, reason? I didn't want the. Is it financial? No, I just didn't. Re- I don't love the footy food. Do you, do you like your lasagna? Uh, it was a bit dry. Yeah, sorry, Nicole. <laughs> yeah. But like, I didn't touch the pies and sausage roll. There you like, go. Yeah, I didn't even I see a pie or a sausage roll. No, well, you didn't come down to the, the yeah. plebs in the press box. Um, right. Yeah, but I just I was happy with the veg in my sandwich. I just felt like it was it's Australian. Jamie. I just felt like if I didn't know you and I saw you in the corner there sitting with your glad wrapped Vegemite and cheese sandwich, I think there's less, no glad wrapped involved. That's you. bad for the environment, apparently. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Just a brown paper, brown bag. paper bagged Vegemite and cheese sandwich. I think less. And a vanilla diet coke. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. Oh, yeah. Anyway, did you bring that in as well? Yes. How'd you get that through security? They checked my bag, and you brought it. Still brought yep. it in. Yep. Speaking of security, actually, I spent most of my day. On the eve of the grand final, I get a text message mm. from Mark McClendon. Oh. You know Mark the, McClendon? The, the former Raider. The one who, half of the Mac attack. Who well, he strapped himself to a – or tried well, to. Well, he tried to. At last year's grand final, mm. Mm. remember there was a pitch invader mm. Mm. and he had some sort of environmentalist protest yes. shirt on. Yeah. And I get a text. I'm sitting there at my wife's grandparents' house at uh, on Saturday night and this is a text message I get, mm. Mark McClendon. Hi, mate. No, go... He wasn't texting about your hair or anything. No, no, no okay. he got good hair though. Okay. Hi, mate. Going to go around. This is not Genevieve again. Going to go around again tomorrow night. Let me know if you want to run a story <laughs> on it for tomorrow's paper. Right. I didn't think anything of it. I thought this, you know. I I thought it was funny. I thought he, he's just trying to take the piss here. Mm. So I get to the grand final. I'll get there very early because I have to do the footy show. And finished what I had to do outside. Then walked into the stadium. And there's, there's only a handful of people there. And. I'm standing there talking to Blake Solly, the South Sydney CEO, who's about to watch the uh, New South Wales Cup team play. Michael Karianis was with me. And I, and I see a security guard with Mike McClendon's photo on it. <laughs> and they're going around. I'm not a security guard, a stadium staff. They're going around to all stadium security, showing the photo and saying, we need to look out for this guy. And wow. all of a sudden, the alarm bells start ringing. Wow. And Glenn Jackson from the NRL's there. And I, and I turn to him and say, look, I just saw that photo. I, I didn't think anything of it, but I probably should let you know that I've got this text message here <laughs> from Mark McClendon <laughs> saying he's going to go again. So they must have known. Well, they uh, 
they they I think they intercepted some sort of intel. Intel because apparently the police went to his house. I've later found out the police went to his house during the week to basically see if he had any plans to to do it again. And then they were police went to his house on grand final day wow. in, Mul- in, in Mullumbimby, and he wasn't there. So they were you, on yeah. alert. High, the, the stadium stuff, and you should have seen it. I was watching during the game. Stadium staff and security, they they were they were the numbers that they had were weren't normal numbers. They were obviously on high alert for Mark McClinton. Mate, you could have given me the tip off. I could have written it in my column. I on wrote it. it. Thanks for reading. Oh, it. when did you write Grand it? Final column. This oh, was, sorry, mate. I, I didn't get a chance on that. You were too day. busy, mate, trying to. I was, ha- mate, I was making my sandwich. The, yes. <laughs> so anyway, during the game, Michael Cariatis, who also got the text message from Mark McClendon, I'm I I believe, he, we see police moving towards one section of the ground. There's about four or five police officers moving mm-hmm. towards this one bay, mm. and we think it's on here. I'll later find out that that's where he was. He ran out the back of the, ran out of the back of the stadium and rang the police and said. I'm come. Uh, you've um. You've got me. I'll be back again next year. Wow. You might, you have to wonder about all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes that the NRL are dealing with that we don't know about. Given know. given something like that, I know. You know, there must be a lot of like for the police to be going to his house twice in a week. Yeah. That's incredible, isn't it? Well, the, and it, like you can't all these life bans. They mean nothing. Nothing, especially at a big game like that. Good luck trying to stop him. You can have every photo under yeah, the sun. Yeah. All it takes is a. Clip of the hair or a yeah, shaved yeah. beard and or wear a hat like yours. Or wear a or, hat. Yeah. Or a face mask. Yeah. Well yeah. I think if you wore a face mask, it may signal some sort of or drama. Maybe he's COVID nineteen sensitive. I don't know. <laughs> Let's not talk about COVID. Okay. Let's talk about the grand final mm. then. We talk enough with the off field drama. Nathan Cleary, I wrote in the lead up that, you know, the the conversation around his greatness and and compared him, had the stats compared him to Andrew Johns, Jonathan uh, Andrew Johns, Thurston, Smith. At the same age, and fair to say, his numbers are better than all of them. Mm. And three premierships in a row now, and people naturally are going to start talking about his place in in that conversation. Where, mm. where do you see him? Well, first of all, the, he was incredible in that final twenty minutes. Like, forget numbers, whatever. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm not a numbers guy like you. Yeah. But if you're talking about numbers, they are fantastic. Um, what's interesting is that we, you know, the the immortal question is coming up already. Um, do we talk about Cooper Cronk as a potential immortal? Well, I think you talk about it as a potential immortal, but I think I he's... Don't, but I don't think he's going to fall into that category. Well, probably not because of the people he played with. Cameron but, Smith and Billy would probably be... But, him, but his record as a grand final winner, whether you include the the ones where they were stripped of their titles or not, is incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, Glenn Lazarus is a grand final winner. And, you know, like you look at... If you're talking numbers, those guys you think walking ahead of other guys, right? Yeah. But in terms of playing, where do I put Nathan? Um, look, I, I still think the best halfback I've seen is Jonathan Thurston um, and Joey right, right on, right there or there, or the, there or thereabouts, right? So I think they're the, the top two. Um, I think that Nathan will catch them statistically. I think he's already passed Joey, hasn't oh, he? he like, and he's passed those guys, yeah. right? Uh, he's passed him on stats. Um, so I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be in that conversation. Um, unless something goes drastically wrong for him in the the next, what, what is he, 25? He had a go at me for calling him old the other day, 25. <laughs> he could play another 13 years. Yeah, that's incredible. Don't you reckon? Especially because the halves are now, they're playing later and later. And, How old was and Cam Smith when he retired? 
Cam Smith Cam 40? Smith no. Was, no. no, he wasn't 40, but he was High 30s. 37 maybe, yeah. 38. Gal was about that too, right? Yeah. So Nathan, if he wants to, if he doesn't lose interest, can he will do all that. Mm. He will do. So there, by the end, I don't think there'll be, I don't think there'll be a debate about it. I just think it'll be, he's going to be. What about the number seven in the Broncos jersey? Were you a bit disappointed? I know he got injured, but. Well, you didn't give your opinion on, on Cleary. You think he's. Oh, he, I agree with going. you. The fact that he's, that Jonathan Thurston and Andrew Johns are the best two halfbacks that I have seen. And Nathan Cleary at the moment is not, I don't consider him the greatest halfback of all time. But I, from what I can see, I can definitely see that hit him, heading down that traje- trajectory. Mm. And becoming that player, definitely. I heard someone say the other day that, I don't know if this is right or not, um, that Peter Sterling had won three comps by 23. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we don't talk about him, do we? As And like he was, you wouldn't have seen all his career. No, I don't think I saw any of his career. Right, okay. I saw a recency bias with yeah. a lot of these things. He was a, a, a master as yeah. well. And we do not talk about him. Yeah. So... You know, let's see how it all pans out for Nathan. But yeah, it's what going. A, what about this argument that he needs to dominate Origin first? Like, I think he's been involved in three Origin series wins. Do you think that's part of the discussion? That if he can actually take Origin by the scruff of the neck and dominate like the Thurstons, like the Cronks, like the Alan Langers, and and actually make Origin his own? We well, didn't. Was, it's funny you mentioned those names, right? You didn't mention Joey. Well, jo- Joey didn't. Like, Joey had good series, but I don't think you could say Joey was a. We played hooker, didn't he? Well, he played a lot of hooker. Yeah, I don't think you say he's a. The, one of the great number sevens in origin. I think Thurston and Cronk probably have that man. Because play, they played in unbelievable teams. I think Joey was at 2005 was unbelievable, right? Yeah. Um, then, yeah, but I don't. I agree with you. I don't think he has that mantle as being one of the greatest ever origin halfbacks, yeah. but he's an immortal. Mitchell Pierce. So, Mitchell <laughs> Pierce tried his guts out in a very difficult <laughs> Love time. You, don't bag Pierce. <laughs> Let's uh, – I mentioned before the number seven for the Broncos, Adam Reynolds. He did get You've hurt. You've got it in for Adam Reynolds, no, don't no, you? No, 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 no. I think no. you do. No, I don't. I actually well, don't. I think you but do. But there are some – I got a few text messages from people saying that – But him, I think you do. I think – didn't you try and say he was too old before he was going to the Broncos? I didn't say he was too old. What did you say? I reported that people at South Sydney were concerned that his body wouldn't hold up and that was the part of their reason that they only offered mm. him one year, which was – Definitely got under the skin of Adam Reynolds. Now, I was only reporting what people at South Sydney were yeah. telling me. I wasn't saying that Adam Reynolds is too old. And I sort of understood why South Sydney would go down that path, considering financial limitations that were going to be placed on the club with trying to keep Cody Walker okay. or Troy Mitchell. I get it. And I could that. get it. Okay. Uh, did South make, having seen now Reynolds in the in the grand final. Mistake. You think South made a mistake? Yes. Yeah. I, I do too. Yeah. I think it's. I think ultimately it's going to be, no matter what happens from here on. I didn't think it at the time though. I didn't think it at the time, and I'm mad I was wrong. Like yeah. I, I thought, you I were get r- it. R- 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 I, r- I was very r- wrong. 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 Just as wrong I know as your, hard for you to say. As wrong as your Vegemite and cheese sandwich. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he didn't. He didn't own that game. Let's okay. Let's be fair, right? If Nathan doesn't produce that last what seventeen minutes, whatever it was, Adam Reynolds is the grand final winner. He, he, wait, 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 wait. He's taken that team into a grand final. That oh, was, yeah. that was what, his he, job. what he did throughout the season over the last two years, you can't deny it. And that. he walks He's been away suddenly as a grand final with it. We're not, we're not doubting it for a second. Nathan, Nathan, by his own admission, his first hour in that game wasn't very good at all. Well, it was probably five out of 10. Yeah. His last couple of minutes, last 15 or 17 minutes, was 20 out of 10. It was just unbelievable. Yeah, but he performed that 20 minutes, which yeah. Adam Reynolds didn't. Adam Reynolds throughout, you'd probably say he was a six. There's no doubt he was hampered by that injury. But in the big moment, when you need your number seven, unfortunately, I didn't feel like he 
lent on his experience he, he would know to that. get that. He'd and, know. and he and that's all I'm, that's the point I'm yeah, making. I would, think if Adam Reynolds is sitting there right now, he'd be disappointed in himself. And obviously the injury took its toll and yeah. limited what he could do. But he'd be sitting there thinking, I didn't give that what I could. So he's signed until the end of next, next year, year and he wants another year. And I'd give it to him. Straight away? Yep. Gordon Tallis has said, uh, wait till halfway through next year. No. No. Give it to him because there's so few halfbacks around. Well, it depends what he wants. If he wants another $850,000 and you're trying to re- up, upgrade Reese Walsh and upgrade Ezra Mam, Ezra Mam mm. and you've got all these guys coming through, well, then there's a conversation. You, you can't pay Adam Reynolds ridiculous but money. But Reynolds is making a lot off the field. From everything I hear uh, financially, he's doing very well off the field in, for deals he's getting. Well, that's going to be a decision for him. But put it this way, if Adam Reynolds decides he wants to play another year or two, there are going to be clubs who want Adam Reynolds. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Like, be, even if you get him for half a season, if you get him every, you know, he rests every third week. But yeah. I don't think he can, well, he might. He, he might take less to go to a premiership winning team, but he, he there are clubs there who would help, who would want him to just come and help get them out of a hole. Be the on-field coach. You saw him speaking at half time. He would, was, he would, was. Would he you was, trade Adam Reynolds for Ben Hunt? If you're the Dragons. Mm. Look, I think they're, look, Ben Hunt does want to be there. Does Ben Hunt want to go to the Broncos? Well, Ben maybe? Hunt has said he's going to see out next season. He right? doesn't want to be there. Ben Hunt's going to see out next season. We know that, midway but he doesn't want year, to be there. At some point midway through next year, he's going to make a decision. And if Gordon Tallis is right and they wait for Adam Reynolds midway through next year, perhaps that's something we're talking about Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think that's a bad trade mm. for either club. They're, they're, Let me ask you this. They're similar vintage. If you're South Sydney, you huh. bring him back. I think South Sydney have made their statement, haven't they? that they think the future is locking. All of these players, they leave in this situation and it, it, it blows bring, up and it goes up in smoke and then it comes back. Okay, you bring Adam Reynolds back, what, at 30 Well, Benji Marshall something, came back to the 34-ish, Tigers. right? Bobby Farrell went back to the I'm just Tigers. saying like 30, well, then you've got Cody at 30-something. Like they're, they're not young. They've got a. No, but if you see that you're in that premiership window, which South Sydney are, not mm. that there is, they're, they're standing in, on the ladder, don't reflect where they are as a football team. It would be a massive about face from South, given everything that they've stood for. I don't, well, put it this way if, if you bring Adam Reynolds back, is Jason Demetrio still the coach? Because I think yeah, they, they put their eggs in the Demetrio well, and Reynolds. Uh, I think uh, the conversation, regardless of this three-year deal, if, if things go pear-shaped for South Sydney next year. Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. That's irrelevant. Yeah, I know. Look, I hadn't thought of this until we started spitballing ideas mm, here, but mm. I actually now that we're talking about it, if Brisbane don't go and retain Adam Reynolds, I could see a situation where we're having this conversation next year. Yeah. If South starts slow, if Brisbane haven't re-signed Adam Reynolds, they feel like they're in that premiership window, you give Reynolds 12 months, if that's all he wants. Great fairy tale. Fairy tale. Yeah, yeah. Well, was, I like, you, I, like I don't mind pride. your dragons idea. Well, the dragons thing could work as well. Mm. Just don't know if, yeah. You, there's value in having a halfback who can control a football team because of the lack of young halves who can do that. And the way the game is now, halfbacks get hit less and less. I mean, I know they take it to the line, but I mean, the way they the, the kick is policed now, they don't get you know, yeah. it's extending halfbacks' careers because they're not getting smashed by blokes and their legs aren't being put yeah. in danger on the kick. That's a big. That's where halfbacks would often get injured. Um, and I guess when you're talking, does Reynolds take it to the line? He still does. Um, you know, we saw the other night when Sorensen got him. Mm. Um, but yeah, he will look. He'll have lost another year or two of speed. That's the other thing. So, but I guess you're buying for his for his quickness between the years, still, aren't yeah. you? Good thought, Chammy. Speaking of quickness, that's, that's good from you. Yeah, so we'll replay that next year if we're still alive. 
Well, this happens. Well, I'm more likely not to be than you are. So yeah, well, hopefully, if you keep eating Vegemite and cheese sandwiches. You might not be. Reese Walsh. Is, is that a controversial sandwich in your eyes? Have I you? don't do Vegemite. I'm yeah. I'm you don't do Vegemite. I'm an Australian in that way. I can't handle. I can't even smell Vegemite without heaving. Do I have to sit here with this bloke? I hate it. The sight of it with you. Vegemite. Yeah. Hate it. Oh God, I love it every hate day. It. Two things I despise in that on that chair. Vegemite and Danny Widler. Anyway, Reese Walsh, the your mum. you like cheese. I'll take your mum's head off oh, comment. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to say this, controversial, but I, I like a good your mum joke. I'm from the West. That's how we roll. I, oh, you know what? I think good on Reese Walsh for having a crack back. <laughs> yeah. And like, I, like there is so, they, I watch it. The players cop so much crap. I know fans adore them, but the fans who don't like them, give them heaps. You sit on, you, you you're on the sideline, you hear what they some of the stuff that get, gets yelled at them and said about them in a game, yep, I know they have to wear it. But when it's in public like that, the, you know, I was I was actually close to where that happened. <laughs> you were trying I was, to I was chasing, chasing him. I How did you miss that story? Well, I, I, okay, I dropped – at that point I dropped my sonnies on the ground trying to catch Reese Walsh, who is a fast <laughs> walker, by the way, and I'm a <laughs> you slow walker. You were running walker. and you, he was walking and you still I was running after him. him with my cameraman, Greg Martini, and we needed to try and get a, an exclusive chat with Reese on – yeah, you know, the after the fan day, and yeah, I, I didn't hear it. Um, my bad, I didn't hear it. But you know what? I think so. What have a crack back? There are so so many players get stupid, foul things said to them, and it wasn't the worst thing he said. No, no, no. And look, and to be honest, the the kid, the, the kid who said what he did, I don't, I don't think he was said he, anything was that he upset. Bad. Well, no, I don't know if he was upset, but he, he said something along along the lines of Moses Leo. Can you not have Carrie Arnis ringing us during your, your podcast? Because maybe he wants to tell me Mark McClendon's doing something. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I didn't think the, I think the kid said something. Reese responded. It's a lesson learned for Reese Walsh. The Broncos and the NRL, no doubt, will turn around and say, "Mate, come on, you got to be better in that situation." But I, yeah, I don't care. I don't no, care. I no. thought it was funny. I watched the video that many times and the bloke in the background at the end going, Ay! <laughs> I love it. It was good. The things that amuse you, Chammy. Yeah, I had a good, I, I honestly would have watched it 25 times. But <laughs> oh, you just didn't really, did yeah, you? Yeah, it was only a six second Speaking video. of phone calls during the podcast, Chammy. I watched it to look at you, I know man. you did. Uh, speaking of phone calls during the podcast, I rang Peter Volandi yesterday mid-morning. Yeah. And he was very, I oh, was it yesterday or the day before? One of the, and he was very wary of that answer. He said, <laughs> he said, am I on the podcast again? I said, mate, don't be paranoid. He goes, you, the audio wasn't that good last week. He wasn't impressed with it. Well, the, I was trying to tell he, you, lift the audio up I know, to the, I know. It's mic. my fault. He did listen to it, so. Oh, there you go. We've got a fan, Peter, mm, if you're one listening. One fan. Get us to Vegas, baby. Um, <laughs> we're just on Reese Walsh, though. Like a lot, we, we cop a lot of criticism, and I get it from people for running that story, thinking it's a nothing story. And this is the hard was it, part. Was that clickbait? Clickbait, yeah. yeah. Because if we don't run that story mm. and the opposition have, which which I knew Phil Rothfield was on Twitter at the mm. time, then like like any other employee at any other business, if your boss says, why don't you have that or why didn't you do that? But then, do then, they do that with every story? Like, I mean, Well, like, in that situation, I, I'm going to give you an example. With that situation, that was the highest rating story in grand final week. Really? More than doubled, probably tripled anything else that we did. Really? Wow. But isn't that, but, Unfortunately, it's a reflection I suppose, that's of society. You, that's because you kept on clicking on and watching the video, <laughs> you freak. You're the, a freak, the, the, the people actually out there, I'm worried about you. It. I'm really worried about you. I think it's a non-story as well. But people watch and want to see what happens. I know. People, like, and you write a nice story. Like, there are plenty of nice. Well, mate, I, I went out to Glenmore Park on Friday afternoon and I sat down with young Nick Tadros, the, mm. the survivor of the Seawold helicopter crash yep. who lost his mother yep. and lost his right leg. Yeah. And, and, what, and wasn't it nice to see him in the sheds? 
Oh, that was incredible. Uh, yeah. Game. That was great. And I have to give, we mentioned Peter mm. Valandis, give him a rap because when I rang him to tell him mm. that I was heading out there and what Jerome Luai had done, the first thing he said was like, mate, before I even opened my mouth, he mm. said, you're right, let's let's get him to mm. the grand final. And he organised for- And give Jerome some credit too because, I mean, like the way, oh, yeah. the way I saw him interacting with him was- uh, it was just special. And then what he said to me, he said it means so much to him, you know, to have Jerome take yeah. an interest in his life. And that's like you talk about that fan who has given Reese Walsh a hard time, but then you see the impact that a player can have on a young a young fella who's yeah. been through a lot. That's where you see the value in a yeah. player. Man, I was emotional sitting there at his house with you. Like it's that kid's an inspiration and the yeah. way he speaks and the way, like the wheelchair was sitting right there and he was talking mm. about wanting to play sport and he said, I'd rather play no sport than ever sit in that wheelchair and play sport. Like he just wow. wants to get on with his life like nothing ever happened. Mm, and mm. to see him walking into that sheds and, yeah. and give Penrith credit too, because once they found out he was at the game, they organized for him to come into the sheds Absolutely, and, yeah. and be there. And Jerome Luai giving him his, his ring to wear for a while and take yeah. photos like that, that what that club did or what Jerome did for Jerome's Nick, been they'll a, never yeah. understand. Like even Jerome sitting there saying how special it is. I, I saw the emotion in his father's eyes for what, yeah, that visit did. And yeah. he said that his son wasn't talking to anyone, wasn't mm. talking to anyone for weeks and weeks till Jerome came. And that was the light. Yep. That was what triggered him trying to get well, back on his that? feet and, and get back into life. And they're the stories. Unfortunately, but the point I was trying to make, unfortunately, a Reese Walsh story on him saying your mum to some kid does 10 times as many stories as something you put two or three days into and you, you put your heart that? into it. Seriously. But that's, that's a reflection of what people want. And as much as then, we get then, bagged for it. Yeah, then we get criticised for writing negative negative stories. But if that's what is get, driving business towards websites and whatever, I guess that's why it happens, right? At the end of the day, we work for an organisation who is there to make money. Mm. And a lot of that, that's the media, unfortunately. I'd love to tell a thousand Nick Tadros stories and feel-good stories a week, but... Sometimes you, if that's the case, you might yeah. be out of a job. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Can you write some more feel-good stories in, please? Yeah, I'll, I'll write about your Vegemite sandwich. So the Kangaroos named their team yesterday. Yeah. No Latrell Mitchell. Yeah. But Latrell Mitchell was playing yeah. in the Curry knockout in Tuggle so on the weekend. I was there for the announcement and with Mal and with uh, the chairman of selectors, Peter Volandis, and I asked him directly about that. And Mal was – look, he, to, to Mal's credit, at least he, he had some opinion on it. He said he was disappointed in the South Sydney club um, for that he's allowed to go do that and not play for the Kangaroos. Now, he did justify it or he did um, uh, expand on it by saying that, you know, playing 10 minutes in a, in a Koori knockout is not anywhere near what the international football is going to be, obviously. Yeah. And he, uh, look, I, people say that Latrell just passed the ball a few times, played at 5-8, didn't do anything, wore, wore a splint on his hand or whatever. So I guess, you know, he wasn't running the risk of major injury, but you just don't know, do you? What do you think Mal Meninga really thinks? I think he'd like Latrell to be playing for him. Wouldn't he? Yeah. I think I think he'd like Latrell playing for the Kangaroos. Why why wouldn't you? Mm. He's a he's a superstar of the game. I reckon there's a part of him disappointed because I think he looked after Latrell at the World Cup last year and I think In what Latrell, sense? Oh, I just feel like Latrell was not in a in a good place and I feel as though going on that at the end of the year, Latrell, I spoke to him. He was writing a diary at the time and he felt like it was the first time he'd been away from home mm. and actually felt in mm. a good, good, you know, good space. And I feel like Mal created an environment for him. We had him. Fox there, didn't he? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Whiten was Jackie there. Jackie Whiten, yeah. So they're all like they're, they're his um, tight crew, aren't they? Yeah. And I just feel like he would have liked to have seen him. Was there doubt that he was going to go on that? I'm trying to remember in my head, wasn't there some doubt that he wasn't going to even actually go on the, the World Cup? Yeah, there yeah, was some conversation about the yeah. time about whether or not he would actually go. Yeah. 
So yeah, I think I think you would have liked him there. I get why he played. I get how much it means to him. Yeah. But I think there's a part of the, the I you know what, if I'm South Sydney, I don't want Latrell Mitchell to go. After what they went through at the end of the year, mm. his injury problems, mm, mm. they're gonna start next year as the most under pressure team in the competition. Mm. And that makes Latrell probably the most under pressure player. No doubt. Him and, and probably, Jason Demetrio, the most under pressure coach. And maybe uh maybe Lockie Ilias, the most under pressure mm. halfback. And if I'm Blake Solly and I'm the South Sydney Rabbitohs and I'm Jason Demetrio, not saying that they were, they would have told him this, but I don't want him to go play for Australia either. Selfishly, I pay him a lot of money. I want to go, I want him fit and firing. I want him in a good headspace, having his break, because we know how important time away from rugby league is to Latrell Mitchell. So I want him firing and in a happy place when he comes back for the season. Mm. That is my priority, not him going and playing a Pacific Championship and trying to win a trophy. That doesn't really matter to him. So I get it. But the optics of it, him going there and playing yeah, in that current knockout. It's not a – it, it doesn't sit out, well, does it? It doesn't look good. Mm. And I don't care what South Sydney say. It doesn't look good. Well, they also saying, they're, they're also well. saying that one of the reasons he couldn't go is because he's got a court case coming up. That, that that Jack Whiten one, which still is unresolved. I mean, no, I don't buy that as an excuse. Seriously. They're excuses. He wanted to play in the Curie knockout. He needs a break. Mm. That's it. And, and most people probably would have thought, it's going to look bad if I do it. But Latrell Mitchell doesn't care. Latrell Mitchell wants to play it, thinks it's the right thing to do. Latrell Mitchell does it. And whether you love him or hate him, that's who he is. Mm. What about um, the Fox being picked and, yeah, and Val fine. Holmes? Fine. You got no drama with that? I've, I've got no drama with it. Mm. Well, I've, well, based on the suspension, like Valentine Holmes is given a one-game ban. I think it was light. Mm. I think he should have been given a two-game ban. Mm. I think what he did was silly. And I think two-game ban was sufficient. And if he had received the two-game ban, he wouldn't have been picked at all. I, I find it all quite unusual because Mal has um, got, been really firm on standards with players. And I think this is a bending of those standards. Mm. Um, I think that with in Val's case, I would have probably said, Val, you, he didn't have the best of years. I would have probably said, Val, maybe, maybe it might be in your interest, given everything that's gone on, we, we we overlook you for this, but you're yeah. still in our thoughts in the future. Give Dylan Edwards a run somewhere. Um, yeah. You know, and with 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 the Fox, what if it blows up? I'm not saying it will, but what if it what if it what if more you just comes substitute out? him out? Mm. What's the, what's the big deal? Mm. Oh, with all due respect, it's not a World Cup campaign. And if someone has to come, so are you in, saying this is just Mickey Mouse stuff? No, it's not Mickey Mouse. It's important, but what well, I, I think the importance of it is growing the international game. Mm. The actual significance of winning the trophy, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Do you care if they Australia win or Samoa win or New Zealand win? Oh, uh, not not overly. No. no. But I care about what this does for the growing of international rugby yeah. league because rugby league is so far behind in that level. Mm. It makes me sick that rugby. There's, there's one other thing with um selections yesterday. Uh, the Samoa team was named. Yeah. No, Joseph Suali'i. Why is that? Well, I went to, again. I went to the media conference yesterday. Is there somewhere you didn't go yesterday? No, I was everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and. The explanation given to Samoa was that Joseph wasn't considered for selection because a rooster said that head knocks he had head knocks from the head knock that he had against Cronulla. Um, what must be close to a month ago, didn't they? They he didn't play the week after, right? When they no, lost he didn't to, play to Melbourne. But that's a few it? weeks ago now, isn't it? That's that, that, so. It must that, be. That, oh, is it would, that a, it? Would be, it would be at least a month after that incident by the time they played. So their is first that a game. concern? Like that. That well, is this, is this another one, what we're talking about with Latrell Mitchell? Is this another case of we need you fit and firing for next season? Well, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you use head knocks as a – like, 
let's hope he's okay. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, is, is yeah. it some, is there a bigger story there that, we'll start you know, digging. let's hit the phone. That, Maybe yeah. we should delete this. So the telegraph down here and we can go chase it when oh, we get out. I'm sure the telegraph know about it too. I don't but, think the telegraph are listening to us, mate. Aren't they? Well, you're on it. They hate you. Okay. That's, that's probably, that's a very good point. <laughs> that is a very good point. Um, I think that maybe there's a bigger concern for Joseph. I, like if that's, well, that is the, the reason that somehow I didn't pick him. Mm. Um, cause I asked, I asked the coach, um, whether, uh, Ben, um, Ben Gardner, ben Gardner whether, mm. um, it had anything to, to do with him going to rugby. And he said, no, it's to do with what the, the roosters said the reason was. Mm. And that, the, I don't think Ben Gardner got the chance to speak to Joseph directly either. I think it was just relayed from the club. Yeah. All right, Daniel, we're going to take a little break. We'll talk about uh, the New South Wales Blues when we come back. So the New South Wales Blues, their time under Brad Fittler is over. Mm -hmm. Freddie pulling the pin Mm -hmm. in discussions with the Blues about a potential extension, wanted two years. They only offered one. They offered five months. Five months. Mm. They walked away, and he walked away. Mm. Where do they go now? There's no obvious, like there's not a easy, there's no easy solution. Now, in, in fairness to the Blues, they thought Freddie was going to take what they offered him. Um, Freddie, as we know, as as you well know, he's passionate about pathways, development of football around the state. They didn't see that as his job. They saw his job purely to coach the Origin team. They said, you can start in March. Why though? Is it a money thing? <sighs> I think that's got something to do with it. Not from Freddie's perspective. Like he, he's not coaching the Blues for for the money. No, no. Is it? Is uh, it? A, we know that the NRL and the well, they, they, League have been lo- at yeah, heads over yeah. funding. Are well, they suggesting that they haven't got the funding to pr- to provide a full time coach because more, they're getting the same funding as the QRL who just tied up Billy Strader for three years? Yeah, I think there actually there are discussions today about funding going on. There's going to be discussions about funding from New South Wales and Queensland's perspective. And the Blues will then decide on, or not decide, but they'll then open talks about who should be the coach of the Blues. And um, I think that might 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 be a factor, but it really shouldn't be because I've asked the ARL, or sorry, the ARLC, the Commission, whether they've got their uh, whether the Blues have got their funding for Origin, and they say yes, they have. Yeah. So it's again, I think that's a boring conversation, but contenders. Uh, well, Laurie Daly's stuck his hand up. You reckon he's a front runner? I don't know if he's a front runner. Um, but he, he's had people behind the scenes urging for him to. He's got a lot of support from the country rugby league. Correct. And there were whispers last year when Freddie had lost the series that the country rugby league wanted Laurie Daly to do it. Correct. That is correct. Um, whether that, whether they get their way, I don't know. Billy Madison there. That is correct. That is correct. Um, I don't know whether like. Do you think a club coach can do it? I think it's gone past the club coach. Yeah. I do too. I mean, Ricky wants to do it, apparently. I think Ricky would be good at it, but I don't think it's put. I don't think there'll be clubs out there thrilled that Ricky's talking to their players. I don't think there's big clubs out there real thrilled that Ricky has the opportunity to try and get people to go to Canberra or mm, whatever mm, it may be. Mm. I'm not saying just Ricky in general, any club coach. Yeah, I think the game's gone past it. The origin has gone past it. It's a big enough beast now to have a standalone coach. The problem is, are there any good ones out there? Laurie Daly. So Laurie, no disrespect to Laurie though, he, he, he got moved on. Yeah, he got moved on because he was coaching against, you know, the equivalent of the Harlem Globetrotters. They could, they True. beat everybody. True. You know? they, were, they were unbelievable Queensland in that, you know, in that, in that era. They, no one could have beaten them. Well, New South Wales did. But um, one game, so, one series. You know what I mean? Like no, 
How many series did they win? Eight? Eight in a row, then they won a few. Eight they, straight. They, they broke that and then they won a few more after. So. Yeah. Like we weren't going to have a long-term success period again. And I think Laurie paid the price for that indiscretion between the, the, the Dugan, Dugan Ferguson going to the pub. Oh, and, God. Well, he did. It, oh, no. Remember, just, it blew yeah. up at the time and then he was – it was a reflection of his coaching, what's going on under under his watch and blah, blah, blah. And in the end, he paid the price. Yeah. And there were people at the time in the New South Wales Rugby League who didn't want him anymore. And, and the CEO, though, David Trodden, he – wasn't one of them. No, he's, he's a huge a, fan he's a of Laurie massive, Daly. huge fan. Well, as I think the chairman is, uh, is too, Paul, Paul Conlon. Yeah. But the former board members, Ray Dib, Nick mm-hmm, Politis, mm-hmm. they were the ones at the time saying, "What is going on? We can't go again." Yep. With Laurie Daly. Yep. And there was a there were big dramas between yep. the board members and the management. So the I think, look, rugby league. if you're not gonna if you're not gonna employ a club coach, it, Laurie's the one. Mm. I don't see another one jumping out at me necessarily. Uh, we, we, I mean, Paul McGregor, he was there with Freddie. I mean, would they go back to him? I don't necessarily think so. Um, who knows? I, I don't know, but I, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't have a problem if Laurie Daly got the job. Let's go to uh, Angus Crichton. Yep. Yesterday. Yep. Um, reported that Rugby Australia had withdrawn their offer to him. Now we reported last week that the offer was worth up to $1.6 million over two years. Yeah, I question that. I think... That in that includes that more bonuses, quick, that quick bait from incentives. You, don't start bonuses, incentives around what he would get potentially if he was to play all those games for the Wallabies. Mate, Angus Crichton is on six hundred eighty thousand plus a car at the Roosters. Mm. Okay, what sort of car? Well, I don't know. City Ford. What, yeah, well, ring Nick. Ask him. Put him on. <laughs> see what car. I've got to ring Nick. So why would he? Like it, the offer would have to be in excess of seven hundred for him to walk away from that. To go and play rugby is in he Western Australia. Away? Is he walking away or is he being allowed to go? Is like, he being pushed? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Look, I mean. Well, he's not going to get pushed because he can stand his ground. But yeah. I am sure the Roosters would be delighted if Angus Crichton left because it gives, Salary him, cap. gives him the money to upgrade Siwa Wong, Terrell May, to keep him at the club because I think they're going to have some problems trying to Billy keep Billy Smith. Two. Billy Smith. There's well, a what, what if he doesn't go? Are they, in, are they suddenly going to have to shed a couple well, of Well, what it means is they won't be able to upgrade those guys, which means. You've got Siwa Wong and Terrell May on 180 grand next year. Gee, who I'd be I'd be jumping all over them if I was a like I'd be trying well, to sign. Well, they've got one year left on their deals. Yeah. Well, when are we? What is it? We're almost in November. November one is yeah. only a couple of weeks away, and I know that the Roosters are in the conversations with them both about an extension because that they'd be two of the hottest young forwards in the game. Oh, especially Siwa. Like Ter- Terrell May, he's a bit older, Ter- but he's come Terrell's on really, been really, really well. good. Oh, he was great the last month for the Roosters, mm. and with Jaworie Hargraves leaving. Well, at the end of his career, Matt Lodge moving on. Mm. I think they need mm. someone like him. They've got Spencer Lenu coming, but there is value in, in in a good prop forward, and there are clubs killing for killing for a, oh, a good prop forward. Well, they, the clubs, your man, come... would be desperate for him. And I think Who's your man, man Gus would. I think during the season went after Terrell May to try mm. and bring him to the Bulldogs in some capacity in the future. So there would be interest out there. Well, the, the clubs are complaining. There are no halfbacks and no front rowers. Yeah. Yeah, so he'd yeah. probably get four or five hundred thousand. Would you? What market. about would you sign Crichton if you're in another in a hundred percent? Not for not for six eighty, but if I was paying four four fifty for Angus Crichton, I think he's worth more than that. Yeah, you can get he, five. He's still he can produce Angus. He's a strong. Yeah, no, big, one's pay, no one's paying his full salary though. True. Oh. They know the Roosters need to shed space. They need to make salary mm. cap room. So that probably would. Squeeze the roosters, but I think that's why the roosters told him, "You, if you go, you go to rugby." Yeah, that way, that way they don't have to worry about. They don't have to worry about paying for anything. Mm. But that might not be not might not be an option. So this whole you can't entertain. I mean, does Angus that does, has to end because 
if they need to get rid of him, they might have to pay 200000 to get rid of him. I don't think Angus wants to play against the Roosters. That's oh, the other thing. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, I think he, that lo- is he loves correct. Yeah, I think he loves that club. Just see how it folds out. So the, the manager David Rawlins has now teed off on Rugby Australia for the way it was handled. Good, <laughs> good. That's I fun. You, I thought you were Team Hamish. No, it's fun for a story. Yeah, we like those sort you of like stories now, do you? Okay. No, we like those stories. I heard you on the Buy Round podcast with James Graham on your high horse about not being a clickbait journalist. Anyway. It's a conversation for another day. I'm a tabloid journalist. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that just make us clickbait people straight away? Does Rugby Australia look bad for this or not? Mm. Last week you wanted the NRL to buy them. Laurie Daly suggested that. Um, well, if they if they miss their bloke, they probably look bad. Yeah, well, They've pulled the offer because they yeah. thought he was going to walk away. Yeah. If they miss their bloke, it doesn't. But this, this is what I understand. That, I, so, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. I'd be stop trying to sign Stephen Crichton, not Angus Crichton. <laughs> I think maybe if I was rugby, no offense to Angus, yeah. I'd be trying to sign uh, Ezra Mam. I'd be trying to sign you know players. They've got a lot of strong forwards. Yeah, you know, and I don't know whether I don't know whether signing Angus Crichton. I love how you say they've got a lot of strong forwards, like you've watched a Wallabies game. I don't know whether years. I don't know whether. <laughs> Signing Angus Crichton is going to make a big difference to yeah, the world. I hear you. I hear you. That's all. I think that's all we have time for because you oh. are too busy. Is that right? Yeah. I'm, unfortunately, yes. Well, I think we should quickly um, pay tribute to Barry Ross, though. Yes. Um, p- before your time, Chammy, mm. uh, he was uh, on the coverage with, on, I think it was Sevens Big League, it used to be called, uh, with Rex Mossop. And again, probably a little bit before my time, but I, I remember his voice on the sideline and uh, unfortunately, sadly, he's passed away. But and he has a, a great legacy in rugby league, and we should acknowledge that. Um, he was the original sideline eye. Yeah. Uh, something that yeah you know, you're doing a bit of now. And oh. back in the day, um, like he he was the first one, and I remember his voice growing up, and uh, Rex throwing to him all the time, and um, it's just a part of my childhood and boyhood that I have fond memories over. And then I remember other sideline eyes coming into the game. Um, again, I'm, it's probably a little bit vague, but I remember, um, Tony McGay, uh, he used to be on with, um, Hollywood and Zorba. Uh, and he was a great radio sideline eye. And then Debbie Spillane got a start as well. And I remember her role in, in that area. And she was a groundbreaker for, um, well, obviously for females in, in journalism and also obviously on the sideline, what she contributed as well. And, and now you, you know, you hear the likes of, I, I think um, a former coach, we used to do it as well, um, uh, Billy Anderson, Billy, uh, the former, he was a former rabbit. He was with Channel 10 when they had the coverage. Uh, I, yeah, I think that was where they were. And um, But then it progressed on to, you know, the likes of, we hear Danica Mason now, who does such a, a great job with Nine, and uh, Jakey Duke, who does it for Fox and, you know, in radio, you know, you've got, um, you know, you do it for Triple M now and again, don't you? There's Emma Lawrence, there's uh, Dobbo and that, but it started with, with uh, Ross back, back in the day. And, um, uh, you know, I think that we need to acknowledge that, you know, he played a, it was a pioneer and a, a groundbreaker and uh, it's, I think Sideline Eyes has got a big role nowadays. Yeah. Oh, well said, Reedy Danny. as well. Don't forget about Reedy. He no, does. we forgot about Reedy. Oh, we can <laughs> Deliberately. Forget. He's forgettable. Yeah. <laughs> Danny, appreciate it. Well said, mate. Uh, thank you for your time. I think Adam Peacock's back next week. So, thank goodness. Um, Hurry back, Adam. Unfortunately. Jeez, you've been sledging him on the text messages, haven't you? Like, well, saying it's your podcast now. And yeah, well, I think the, the, the listeners would uh, would agree that it's probably a better podcast without oh, 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 I can't wait for him to come back. <laughs> See you next week. Bye-bye.